0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. On today's episode, Joshua talks about what's ahead in 2023. For those of us at a higher perspective, things are going to happen a lot quicker, a lot of cool manifestation events, and possibly a lot of unimaginable experiences that are going to be really fun and exciting and bring us a lot of surprise and delight. So, we're going to look forward to that. The way that we get to that higher perspective is to go through these experiences, to see ourselves as the creator and not the victim. And when you change that perspective, when you entertain that idea that you are the creator, well, that is a gigantic perspective shift, and that's all that you need. You don't really have to worry about any more of that because you're on a journey of self-discovery and your life is unfolding For that purpose, so that you can understand more about who you truly are, not as this human person that you think you are, but as the more connected, more conscious, more aware version of you that exists in the non physical. So your inner self is always representing that to you, and you're either going along with that perspective or you're resisting it. But the more you go along with that perspective, the more that perspective will increase, and then you'll have access to a lot more ideas and decisions and choices that are at a much higher level. This is how you get everything you truly want, and in this episode, Joshua explains that perfectly. So let's get going with that show and have a lot of fun as you listen to that and think about the thoughts that are coming to you from that perspective. We are thrilled to be here.
1: Hi. Joshua. Hi Joshua.
0: So there's something going on in 2023. Something you're going to be very excited about in this year. You'll be manifesting things much faster than you ever did before. You've reached a higher perspective. All of you are on the call now and listening to a later date. You're at the highest perspective that you've ever been, and you're among the highest perspectives in the world today. The perspective of the idea that you are a limitless, eternal, magnificent, being of pure, positive love and acceptance, just the possibility of that idea, well, that's a very high perspective that many people would not reach in their lifetime, but you've all reached the idea that that is possible. There's no need to know that anymore fully. This is a journey of self-discovery. And so if you just go with the flow of your life, realizing that the entire life is set up and designed for you to see that of which you truly are, that limitless version of you. And so when you think about manifesting something, well, why would a limitless being have any trouble manifesting anything they truly wanted? Well, because you think that from your perspective now, there's things you think you want, things you think that would make you happy. And again, those things, well, sure, they would, and sure, they're part of this and part of everything you're here to do. But really, what you truly want, you can't even imagine. It's the unimaginable. So if you imagine that you would manifest something specific, and you think that thing would bring you some joy or some satisfaction or even some sense of security or love from others or whatever it is, well, you're sort of manifesting from the limited version of you and not the limitless version of you. If you knew how the system worked and you knew the limitless nature that you were, you wouldn't have any specifics whatsoever. You would leave it up to the system, the universe, the all that isness of everything to bring you that which would surprise and delight and bring you joy at the very highest level, something that you could not hostily imagine for yourself or think about yourself or plan for or pay for or any of these things. If you let it all up to the universe, well, why would the universe bring you anything less than your perspective? So your perspective then is how you manifest, it's your vibration. It sends out a signal into the universe and the universe responds with a corresponding reality designed to bring you everything that you truly want. All the intentions you set prior to your birth, all the things that align with who you truly are, all the things that align with your journey of self-discovery, your path, which you came here to explore, all those wonderful experiences, wonderful people, wonderful objects, all of that can come easily into your life. But what happens is you pick on something specific. And generally that specific thing is something that you lack now. If you had it now, you wouldn't need it now. But since you don't have it, you think, well, if I had this thing, if I had this person, if I had this experience, that would make me feel good. Well, as you know, as the manifester that you are, as the creator that you are, you lack nothing. You lack nothing, not in that it needs to be in your physical reality, because everything you need will come to you when you need it. What you are is this universe. You are this system. And the system is designed to bring you everything you need. So you lack nothing. The system can bring you literally anything that you need, anything you desire, anything you want, anything that would bring you joy. If you can get out of the way and let the process happen on its own, without you having to stick your fingers in the pudding, so to speak, well, it would come to you. And if you got really good at this, it would come very quickly to you. This year coming up, the rest of 2023, the most amazing things can come to you. The most wonderful things can come to you. Everything that you've ever desired can come to you, as long as that helps you on your journey of self-discovery. Now, if it doesn't help you on your journey of self-discovery, which is what you're here to do, on that experience of joy going forward, going with the flow of your life, allowing every experience to happen. If it doesn't help you on that journey, well, you would not want it. It is not what you truly want. It would get in the way, it would be a distraction. It would cause you to do, say, and have things that would cause you to go in circles, exploring the inauthentic version of you. Well, you've all done that enough now. Imagine if you just let go. You could have a desire and then let it go. You can play with it in your mind and say, if it happens, it happens. If it's great, it's great. If it's for me, it's for me, whatever it is. You have to know that everything that is for you is going to come to you. You're going to experience it. You don't need to make decisions. You don't need to set goals. You don't need to write vision boards. You're beyond that now. You're in a habit of looking at things in the positive aspect. You're in a habit of questioning what you think is wrong or bad. You're in a habit of questioning your limiting beliefs. You're in a habit now or a predisposition to say, I would like to know what my limiting beliefs are, because those are the only things that are actually limiting me, and they're all self-imposed. They're imposed by my belief system, and maybe I can soften these and and reduce their intensity. And if I'm unaware of some limiting belief that is preventing me from moving forward on my journey of self-discovery, then... I want a manifestation event to come to show me that limiting belief, to show it right into my face, to see it in my reality so that I can say, hold on here, here's an area of resistance. I can soften this. I can prove that it is not true. I can find evidence to prove it's not true. I can do the work that I now have, the tools that I now have to soften these things and soften these things so that when I receive inspiration, the fear will not be too great for me to act. And I will simply act trusting that that inspiration is leading me to everything I truly want. Well, imagine if you had two different ways of looking at life. You looked at everything that you thought you lacked, and you believed that if you had those things you thought you lacked, you'd feel better. You'd feel good. You'd feel worthy. You'd feel confident. And so you would go out from your limited perspective and say, all right, what are the things that I need to do to manifest these things I lack? Well, it seems like I have to focus on the lack, focus on the lack, focus on the lack. And this is literally what keeps most people from manifesting anything they truly want. They're focused in a way that is so off from who they truly are, the limitless nature of who they truly are, that they effort and struggle trying to get this and that and this and that. And sure, they can manifest some things, but those things have no meaning. They're not a surprise when they come. They're not that interesting for very long. And then they go on doing the same thing, doing the same thing, manifesting the next thing, the next thing, next thing, until eventually the whole house of cards falls over and they have to hit rock bottom and say... This approach to life does not work. This approach to life never made me feel good. This approach to life of controlling, controlling, to keep away things I don't want and try to attract things I do want or manifest things I do want, by focusing on the lack rather than the abundance of what is my true nature, cannot work. It's an old approach to life and is based in a highly limited perspective, the most limited perspective of the victim. The victim perceives that outside conditions can make them feel anything. So now you get involved in something new here, some new idea. And that new idea says that no outside condition can make you feel anything. Your mental construct and how you perceive it causes you to have a feeling about it. If that perspective is aligned with who you truly are, you will feel good every time, 100%. If that perspective does not align with who you truly are, you will be drawn away from the perspective of your inner self to this limited, victimy perspective, and it won't feel good. So all you have to know is, where's my perspective? Because my perspective is what's creating everything. And if I can raise that perspective to see that I am the creator, the creator of it all, if I can raise my perspective to see that Everyone else is here to show me a reflection of that perspective. My entire reality is showing me a reflection of that perspective. And isn't it a wonderful reality? Isn't it a wonderful group of friends and group of people who are interacting with you? Don't you have everything you need at your fingertips to show you that perspective? Of course you do if you're aware of it, if you're alert to the fact that that outer reality is really you, it's all you. And everyone who shows up is showing up in service of you so that you can know where you stand, where your vibration is, where your perspective is. And when you see those people and those conditions and those outside events as simply showing you who you are, then you can drop down to your knees in gratitude for it all because it's all there for you because you created it. So go forward in this year, Knowing you're the creator. Just know you're the creator. That's all you have to do. Don't have to know how. Don't have to know why. Don't need to know how you get so lucky to do it. Just know that it's inherent in everybody. It's all the same thing. And what everyone is doing is moving from fear to love. From a low perspective to a high perspective. From a limited idea of themselves to a more true idea of themselves. To a limitless idea of themselves. Will they do it this year? They'll get closer. Everyone will get closer. Will they do it next year? They'll get closer. Will they do it this lifetime? They'll get closer. Will they do it in future lifetimes? They'll get closer, closer and closer and closer. And as you get closer, your life is filled with more joy, more clarity, more confidence, more abundance, more truth of what's really going on. When you have the truth, the simple truth, everything is happening for you, nothing's happening to you. The entire system is designed to bring you everything you need. You are the creator. You're not the victim. You are a limitless, eternal, magnificent being of pure, positive love. That's the truth of who you are. You are a source. You are all that is. You are one. You are not separate. As you get closer to that truth, you'll see it reflected in your reality. And that's what you truly want. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start?
2: I'd like to go first, uh, Gary. Jessica! Hi. um, Speaking of oneness and creation, we're doing the oneness segment right now in the Ascension Experience. And the material is mind-boggling, right? So we are one. I am the creator. I am the perceiver. I am the experiencer. Whoever is in my reality is me. I am one with them. They're an aspect of me, but we're one. So with that in mind, where does the concept of I cannot create another's reality come in. You know, I I understand the concept, of course, and I do realize that as I ascend, as I have expanded and gotten to know myself, you know, more truly, I have influenced the lives of people around me. I have a feeling it's, a. am getting caught up in semantics here, but where does creation for me begin And influencing others, meaning creating in another reality, begin. is there, can you clarify that for me?
0: Well, of course, if you came across a friend who was Mm -hmm. having a bad day and you offered kindness, Mm -hmm. you perceive that there's a cause and effect to that. Mm -hmm. You perceive that your statement of kindness, I love you, is going to lift them up. Mm -hmm. That's your intention, to lift them up. But you have no control over that. They will interpret it however they interpret it. They will Mm -hmm. be lifted up or not be lifted up based in their mental construct, their perspective, their idea of who they are.
2: Right, right, right.
0: You could have meet meet a friend who's just having a terrible day and you say, I love you, and they interpret it as you're not doing things right. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Just something like that. How they interpret what you say has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with you. It's Mm -hmm. all from their perception of reality. Mm-hmm. You can't create in that reality because it's based in their perception of it. Mm-hmm. You may have an intention to help and uplift others, mm-hmm. but that's always for you. Sure. How do you feel when you mm-hmm. intend and act to uplift others? That's the creation in your reality because you have a perception going on there of what that means to you, what those actions mean, what those words mean to you. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if you came across somebody who spoke another language, and said, I love you, and they didn't understand what you're saying.
2: Mm-hmm. You'd
0: have no effect on them whatsoever. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that person, you know, for sure you're not creating or you're not even influencing them. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a big difference between the influence and the actual creating the reality. So to influence them, to give them a kind word would be to uplift them. And hopefully they'll accept that and feel better themselves. But that's mm-hmm. up to them. To create the reality would make them feel good, mm-hmm. actually make them feel good. Yeah, And then then make them hold that perspective. Mm -hmm. So you could make someone feel good. They would increase their perspective. They'd leave your presence. they feel bad again because they couldn't hold the perspective. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What they're doing is they're playing with their perception of you as they Mm -hmm. interact with you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You have literally no control over that. You cannot create in their reality. Now, let's say you took a gun and you pointed at them and you shot them. Mm -hmm. You would say, well, I certainly created the reality because now they're gone. Mm -hmm. They attracted that. That was yeah. their way out, you see. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. this is this is very mind-boggling to see it in that sense of it. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But the actual interaction with you as the gunslinger and them as the victim of that, which is an experience for both of you, but it's based in your perception too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and based in their perception. So think of everyone as their little bubble of their own universe. And you can mm-hmm. bump into these bubbles and you can maybe merge them to an extent. But you can't change anything in their bubble. You Mm -hmm. can't change their history, their future, their pre-birth intentions, their perspective Mm -hmm. over a long period of time. They have to do that themselves.
2: I get that. I'm very clear on that. I love the analogy of the bubble. Everyone is, we're all in our own bubbles. But when it comes to the concept of us being all one, how is there even a difference, I mean, a separation? If there is no separation between us, so, so the only thing that separates us in quote-unquote separates us is the perception that we each have. Exactly. We are each one still. Okay, Exactly. Now. So it's an illusion of separation based on how we perceive reality.
0: If you were in a school of fish, mm-hmm. you would be swimming around with that school and- from your perspective, it's one object. Or if you were a cell in your body, mm-hmm. you would have no perception of
2: the, of whole. Yeah. the
0: whole or mm-hmm. the individual of it. Mm-hmm. It would just be mm-hmm. this thing you're in. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to the non-physical, you can certainly identify yourself. You can certainly see yourself as one with all that is. Yeah. You can certainly take you and your, You're a grandmother and you can go together and you can create a meadow and have a picnic, Mm -hmm. but there's no illusion that you're separate. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So from the human perspective of this illusion of separation, it's inconceivable how you could all be one. And you tend to take this idea literally. Mm -hmm. You are one in the consciousness of it, but you're thinking individual thoughts. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's the illusion. The mass consciousness is the reality. You're just not tapped into it as easily. Mm -hmm. When you become tapped into it, you'll be able to sit with a friend and know what they're thinking. You'll be able to telepathically communicate with them. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. if you've had any intuition or empathic abilities, Mm -hmm. this you're seeing happens all the time. Chrissy's able to connect with people's loved ones. Mm -hmm. They come in, she can hear them, she can tell them specific details about their life and know these things because she has a slightly more open connection Mm -hmm. to the consciousness. But from a human perspective, it's not really necessary to encapsulate this idea in a a way that you can understand because you're coming from a quite limited perspective Mm -hmm. with your experience over your entire life. Combined with the experience of everyone else who's ever had this experience, but those experiences are quite different, but you can't understand another person's experience. Just have the idea, though, that humanity is a school of fish. Mm -hmm. Humanity is evolving from fear to love. Humanity, each individual part of the 8 billion aspects of humanity is equal. Each is having its unique perspective, raising the consciousness of all. Mm -hmm. raising the understanding of humanity and And isn't that
2: that, isn't that the creating in humanity's reality i mean isn't that or is that their influence and humanity's perception of it that's where i get where it gets tricky for me
0: let's talk about the math consciousness yeah as you have an experience of love where you've expressed Mm -hmm. love to anything that experience is added to the mass consciousness. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. If you have
0: an experience of hatred, mm-hmm. that experience is added to the mass consciousness. Mm-hmm. Those experiences or those thoughts or those ideas are then accessible based on where mm-hmm. everyone is in their perception or their yes. perspective. Thoughts of hatred drip down to the bottom of the pool mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those swimming to the bottom of the pool have access to those up. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As you rise to the, to the surface of the pool, and are thinking these new ideas and these new concepts and these new thoughts and, and expressing love in that way, they become available to whoever rises. Now, mm-hmm. they don't have to rise all the way to the top because that idea floats to the top, but also drifts tails down into mm-hmm. the water. And so they just have to reach a little bit and a little mm-hmm. bit. So this is the the whole consciousness then. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a punch bowl. And the punch bowl has many different kinds of juices in there. And you add some more orange juice to it. Mm -hmm. And so now the punch bowl comes a little bit sweeter and Mm -hmm. a little bit easier to drink. And then someone adds more cranberry juice to it. Well, there's enough cranberry juice in there. It doesn't really have any effect. So the thoughts of fear, the thoughts of hatred, the thoughts of those sort of things don't really add too much because they don't have that much power in it. They're sort of dull. The thoughts of love that you are all thinking now, the new ideas that you're thinking, the idea of of yourself as a limitless being, for instance, Mm -hmm. that's adding a lot of flavor into this punch bowl. And it's Mm -hmm. changing the flavor of it. Mm -hmm. And it's changing the desires of those who are drinking the punch bowl to have less cranberry juice and more orange juice in there.
2: And that is something that we would term influencing others, again, based on their perspectives. That wouldn't be creating in anybody else That is not
0: creating because it's Mm -hmm. still up to the individual to accept your idea or not.
2: Their freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: their absolute freedom based on so many layers, Mm -hmm. pre-birth intentions, what they came to explore specifically, where they are in their evolutionary journey of Mm self-discovery, all of that. Of Mm -hmm. Of course, it's accelerating, accelerating, accelerating. Yeah. So, if you think about a thousand years ago, you can say, well, mostly people were in fear and and were struggling, but had no wherewithal to do anything. So they had this lack of freedom, this lack of mobility, this lack of connection, but they were birthing desires that led to the wonderful society that you live in now that has the ability to manifest these things and then share them broadly. And so you could say that YouTube is full of wonderful ideas on there. Mm -hmm. And so anyone who posted a a video of a wonderful idea that that would create in the reality of anyone who watched it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. except that that the person has to click play.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If
0: they don't click play, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. If they're not a match, it's not absolutely impossible. Okay.
0: Absolutely impossible. Now, if they're close to it and they click play. They may only hear the first two minutes of it and mm-hmm. decide to turn it off because that was yes. enough for them. You see? And
2: and understand whatever they are ready to understand or not understand. Yes, yes, yes. Okay.
0: Now that influence that you mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. put out there mm-hmm. that may lead them to mm-hmm. have thoughts and raise their perspective enough so that they can get newer thoughts and newer thoughts. Mm-hmm. So this raising of perspective of someone else,
2: mm-hmm. for
0: instance, we coming in here and sharing this information because you've asked us to come. Mm -hmm. You can't get to hear this unless you're vibrationally in the vicinity Mm. of it. Right. But We're not creating realities. We're just offering ideas, Mm -hmm. ideas that if you accept them on face value and play with them in your mind a little bit and experiment with them in your life and try some things here and there, Mm -hmm. will raise your perspective. Mm
2: -hmm, Because mm -hmm. if you have an
0: experience with anything we've done, if you have an experience of filling out that manifestation event form, Mm -hmm. that experience is going to raise your perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. You have to fill it out. If you don't mm-hmm. fill it out, it's not going to do anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the experience of filling it out,
2: mm-hmm. and the
0: acceptance of the concept, and the noticing that there is evidence that you can find in your life that proves your limiting belief is
2: false—that
0: mm-hmm. experience you did yourself. Yeah. We brought yeah. it forth, but you mm-hmm. did it and you taught yes. it based and... on my vibration.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you perceived it based in your perception. Right. The way you experienced this was based on your overall mental construct.
2: Okay. Now,
0: that mental construct is changing and changing and changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. You're reducing limiting beliefs. You're increasing intensity of empowering beliefs. And you're shifting that perspective higher. Now, at the higher perspective, new thoughts, new ideas come to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You bring them in. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You yes. become a
0: vibrational match to a higher level of thinking. And mm-hmm. a higher level thought comes in. Mm-hmm. High level thought does not change or create in your reality mm-hmm. because your belief system gotcha. is debating whether this is true or not, whether you're going to use it or not, where you're going to take action yes. or not, all up to you. I get it now. Okay. Then again, we will add n- another little part of this, where mm. your perspective is, is the choice that you will make, exactly. is the decision, is the action you will take.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So even though we are one with the universe, with source, with everything else in our reality, the bottom line is everybody's perspective, everybody's level, if you will. And that is indicative of their choice and their, the reality that they create. Got you, got you. Said, okay. Now, yeah. let's take
0: this one step further, if you want. Mm-hmm. Yes. And go thanks. a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah. Imagine there's a society, uh-huh. there is no illusion of separation. Mm-hmm. Every mind is tapped into the collective.
2: Like in non-physical, that's what you guys- Like in non-physical
0: or like any other alien civilization out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they could be in a physical reality Mm -hmm. without the illusion of separation. Okay. Where they have access to the mass consciousness. Mm -hmm. They understand everything that everyone else understands. They have Mm -hmm. no identification of themselves as Mm -hmm. better, worse, smarter, less smart, better looking, less better looking, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. In that community, it can only go so far because the community as a whole has to raise its perspective. Now, it starts with a very high perspective, knowing they're all connected, they're all one. That's great that there's no death, that they're eternal. Starts at a very high perspective. But where are they going to go? Yeah. How are they going to create desires? How are they going to create individual experiences? Mm
2: -hmm. They can't. For the expansion, exactly. Okay. So
0: you come here to Earth and you say, I'm gonna play this game of yeah. forgetting who I am and separation, mm-hmm. and I'm going to perceive that I'm creating desires based in an individual consciousness and perspective. Mm-hmm. That desire, then, which is unique to that person, is added to all that is and is, is created in the non-physical. And that person who brings forth this idea for some invention or book or concept brings it in that concept is now available to whoever ever had a vibration match, to, match it.
2: to it yes
0: but the individual not the mm-hmm. not this whole society the individual brought that in mm-hmm. so in this physical reality known as earth there's a lot of new desires happening a lot of different mm-hmm. ways to explore it, a lot of different things going on mm-hmm. is the next frontier mm-hmm. and you are all carving path now then Of those of you who are at a higher perspective, Mm -hmm. you're blazing trails for the others to follow. It's Mm -hmm. not better to be at the front of the line than the back Mm -hmm. of the line in this situation Mm -hmm. at all. It's just where you want to be. You've done this enough. So in this time, you said, I'm going to come forth and I'm going to explore this idea of what reality truly is and who Mm -hmm. I truly am at a heightened level. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to play this perspective game Mm -hmm. rather than the victim game. And I'm going to pursue my pre-birth intentions of this journey of self-discovery in joy, not in suffering. And I'm going to move along that journey to discover the authentic version of me who is who I truly am, mm-hmm. not as the representation of the body and the name that you were given and all these things, mm-hmm. but who I truly am. Who I truly am is this magnificent, limbless, eternal being of pure positive love and acceptance. What does that mean? Okay, let's find out what that means. Well, Mm -hmm. if I want to find out what it means, I'm going to be given inspiration to read a book, find a video, Mm -hmm. listen to a podcast, join a community, do some work, study on it, maybe make a career out of it. And in that, I find satisfaction. Now, that new way of living, that new approach to life, creates all these new ideas that come in. And this ripple effect of all the work that you're doing, and all the work that you're people you're working with, ripple, 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 ripple spreads throughout the entirety of your community, your society, your country. Mass consciousness,
2: eventually. Whoever,
0: and the mm-hmm. eventually the mass consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually is a funny thing to say because this life is not your 80 life, like of, of an eye. It means mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're coming in, coming in, doing more ripples, more ripples, come in, more ripples. And The society reaches this point where it flourishes in this Mm -hmm. idea not of themselves as the victim but themselves as the creator and the entirety of the of the separate consciousness comes together Mm -hmm. to understand itself as a collective consciousness Mm
2: -hmm. okay
0: with everyone together on the same team
2: thank you so very much for this clarification much appreciated thank you
0: who's next
1: Joshua, I've got a a question. Um, Yes, I uh, found out yesterday that uh, one of my cats needs to be put down. Um, What I I did the manifestation forms on that. I had a feeling that this was coming. My question is, and for some reason, I'm wanting to stop to not ask it, but I mean, I'm already here now. Excellent. He's two. He's two years old. So. And it so okay. The question is, did his soul make the decision to only come here for this long, and does he know he's going to die?
0: He's a cat, so he doesn't care if he dies or not.
1: Yeah, that's what I figured.
0: Doesn't matter. Not aware of it. Doesn't matter. Won't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: He doesn't really even know he's in physical reality compared to non-physical. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more aware than say a beaver or. sparrow so he came into your life to be with you to comfort Mm. you and serve you and have fun with and enjoy your your personality and your home and all that but does he need to live for 100 years Mm. To him it doesn't matter so he'll come and go come and go come and go come and go no big deal it's Mm. a very easy life have you ever noticed cats have a pretty easy life yeah from your perspective you say I'm losing something. What are you losing? Can you identify what you're actually losing?
1: I mean, for me, it's just I'm losing his body.
0: (laughs) Well, when did you have his body?
1: Um, Every time I attack him with cuddles.
0: Okay. So you had him today in this moment and you've had him for the previous two years. Were you guaranteed to have him a hundred years from now?
1: No, I'm are not that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this idea of loss is the future. This idea of the future of him. This is created by you. It's not created by anything else. This is this ideal in your mind that he'll be with you to a reasonable age. Yeah. So you have this idea of what's a reasonable age. Well, cats should live to this long. Humans should live to this long, blah, 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 blah. You haven't lost your physical reality of him today or any day prior, but you didn't have it before two years ago. You're not grieving the loss before he came, and you're not grieving the loss of 20 years from now. You're grieving this period of, say, two years to 15 years. This is what you imagined in your mind that you would have him for. Now, if you think about that, if you have a cat and you imagine that he's going to live to 15 You sort of take for granted that he's here now. Mm. But if you just thought about everything, everything, your computer, your car, your home, people in your life, they're here now. They're here now. Now, if they're in your life at all, they've added to your vibration. But only in the now and since you've known them. So you saw them yesterday, add a little to your vibration. Some day before, add a little to your vibration. But if they're not here tomorrow, they're still in your vibration. They're also still connected to you. You may not believe that you can talk to them and they're not physical, that you can communicate, but that doesn't make that not true.
1: No, that's why I'm doing this course.
0: Exactly. (laughs) That's
1: what I want to talk clearly. Exactly.
0: And it might be easier to talk to entities you don't know, because with ones you know you have a conception about them a idea about them, but you only know the physical them. You don't know the non-physical them, which is them without fear. And you may say, well, I don't want to bring my grandmother in because she probably will not approve of what I did yesterday. She would never do that because she just exists in a state of absolute love and knowing of you, knowing that everything you do is perfect. So if your grandmother were to talk to you, she would say, you're doing everything perfect. Everything is working out for you. You're incredible at what you're doing. Your perspective is unbelievable. We're so proud of you and wouldn't care about anything else that you were doing, just knowing that everything you do is perfect. You can't perceive that about yourself. And you can't believe that they would perceive that about yourself because when you knew them alive, they had their judgments and their fears and all these things. So, this idea that you could lose anything is preposterous because it's once something's with you and attracted into your reality, it's part of your vibration forever, but that doesn't mean they're going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. If your cat needed to be here with you a year from now, he will be here a year from now. If he, if he doesn't need to, if it doesn't serve you or him any purpose, then he can go back to non-physical start over again. Maybe it's, he'll become something else next time. Who knows? The idea is that what you're grieving is this loss. This loss is an illusion. You cannot lose anything. Everything that is in your consciousness, in your reality, in your physical, and much that's not consciously aware of, is part of that vibration. It's with you forever. And when you return to the non-physical, you'll see your cat again. No big deal. And then you'll laugh and go, oh, so upset when you left but it's literally like this. It's literally like going to Disneyland with friends in the morning and you say, okay, I've had enough of Disneyland. I'm going to go home, meet you back at the hotel. They don't care that you leave early. They'll see you back at the hotel. That's exactly the same thing. And then you can go to Disneyland again tomorrow, as long as you want, but you don't have to stay for the whole thing to watch the fireworks at midnight. You can go back to the hotel if you want, and then hear about it when they get there. Or in more true sense, if you go back to the hotel, you have a complete vision of ex- exactly what's going on with all of them all at the same time. <laughs> You'll have a thousand TV sets in your room, and you can focus on all of them at the same time, being with them all at the same time, because you're never separated. And your cat will never be separated from you, nor will anyone else you know with not physical ever be separated from you. They're with you there in that room at all times. Hey, mm-hmm. what the joy that that animal gave you.
1: Mm.
0: Bundle that up and appreciate that. Yeah, And then know that if it's time for anyone to transition, they're going to transition. Mm. They're not doing it to you. Doesn't mean they don't want to be with you because when they transition, they'll be closer to you than they are now. And you will lose nothing in that. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Cool. Thank you.
0: Excellent question. Who's next?
3: Uh, Joshua, I have a question. Jojo. I woke up in the middle of the night with a thought about how I, this, the result of this experience had popped up into my mind, of course, at like 4.30 in the morning. Um, years ago, I went to like a, a shaman or psychic or whatnot. And she said that my, and this is probably before I knew more of these teachings, And uh, she said, oh, your father's unhappy with you or upset with you because you had a contract or agreement to take care of your mother. So this is why my father died young. So this thought popped up in the middle of the, well, in the morning where I was thinking about it and made me uncomfortable. And then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. I know more now than I did before. She must have been accessing his soul or DNA on the spirit, uh, on the earth plane, as opposed to from the higher, from like his higher self, because I understand there is no wrong. So I was trying to talk myself down from the guilt or, or bad feelings of it. And I wanted to see if maybe you could talk about the difference.
0: Excellent. Let's just say that whatever this person said, You interpreted it in a way where you perceive that it could be possible for your father to be angry at you because of some pre-birth contract that you didn't live up to. And this was the feeling that you had. That feeling was, would you say, positive emotion or negative emotion?
3: Oh, negative.
0: Yes. Excellent. So you know that. If it's negative emotion, it's showing you that your perception of this event is incorrect. Your inner self is holding a perspective and you've drifted off thinking that you did something wrong or something bad happened. So the negative emotion was simply alerting you to this belief that you could do anything wrong. Not true, impossible. That you could break any pre-birth agreement and those you had agreement with would get upset with you. Not possible. You might have an agreement, and you get to earth and you're doing your thing and you say, well, that's not what I want to do anymore. Fine. You don't have to, it isn't a contract like a contract on earth. It is a, Hey, if you happen to do this, be in this situation and you feel like doing this, that would be cool. That's all it is. It's an intention. That's it. No contract. You didn't sign anything. You didn't put blood. There's no consequence of it. It's just a game. And if you want to play the game differently, that's great. You do it. Go ahead and do it. You have free will to do it any way you want to do it, but it's always based on your perspective. So in this case, your perspective from the human limited perspective was that you did something wrong. And that's why he did that. Of course not. Of course not. Now, he may have done it. It may be part of the agreement where he says, well, if you're not on your spiritual path and I'm sort of in the way, I'll get out of the way. That could happen. And he would be doing that for you in absolute love. Everything he did for you was in absolute love, especially when he decided to transition. Totally for you. You can't may not see that that way. You may wish that he would have lived longer, but you only know what happened. And what happened is always perfect. Had to be perfect. Had to be this way. Now, since you do not know, since you have some doubt, since there is no way for you to actually know, no way at all. You just have a suggestion from some person and you at that time interpret it from a limited perspective, but you do not know. She may be full of crap. She may be, may not know what they're doing, doesn't matter. They came to your reality at the perfect time to say the perfect thing for you at that time. Now this conversation got you started thinking, that's awesome. And that led to this and this and this and this. So that interaction was perfect, had to happen, had to happen. But know for sure that no one could ever be angry with you in the non-physical. Anger does not exist in the non-physical. It's a foreign concept only created here on earth, not there. You see? No fear, no anger, no upsetness, nothing other than everything's perfect. This is the truth of the physical reality is too. Everything's perfect non-physical, everything's perfect in physical, except your perception of it because you are feel like an isolated individual having to make sure you don't die, because that's the worst thing that could ever happen. That perception of physical reality, this aspect called fear, makes you perceive things that are inaccurate. Now, the one way that you know that you're perceiving something inaccurately is when you feel what you call a negative emotion. That's it. The one way you know for sure that you're perceiving it accurately is when you feel positive emotion. Emotions are equal, they're all neutral, there is no meaning to them. It's the feeling that they represent to you. If it feels bad, it's because you're perceiving something that's not true. So in this case, you can know for sure it was never true. However, the event may have caused you to think about things differently and to choose a higher or lower perspective. And maybe you felt some guilt and maybe this caused you to go here and there and here and there and here and there and eventually end up right here. Maybe it started you thinking. Maybe it started your spiritual journey. Maybe the combination of your father dying when he did and you're seeking answers and then coming across this person and getting this representation that you assign meaning to, maybe that set up a trajectory. And that trajectory got you here. So everything was perfect. Now that you're here, and now that you know more, and now that you have a much higher perspective, you can know for sure that there's nothing but love and admiration for every aspect of what you are doing in every single area of your life. You are revered. You are seen as courageous, as brave, as an intrepid explorer, one with one of the highest perspectives on earth. Do you feel that all the time? No, because you have this perception of yourself as imperfect in certain areas. That's part of the game. And that perception of imperfection causes you to adopt a perspective and take some certain actions, choices, and decisions based on that perspective. Perfect. Causes you to birth desires. Some are birthed from a high perspective and a low perspective. Great. Causes you to move along this journey thinking, 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 thinking And then starting to decide for yourself. Am I going to take the opinion of someone outside of me? Or am I going to connect with that father myself? Because he's right with you. He's talking to you all the time. And all he's doing is sending you love. That's it. Everything you've done is perfect. You never need to feel guilty about anything ever. Doesn't matter. That's just how it is. Who's next? I I have a
3: question, Josh.
0: Excellent. Kate?
3: Um, it's sort of building on Joanna's question. Um, So I, I can understand intellectually about that fear of loss and why we don't need to fear it. But I don't know how to change the feeling in my body. So like it comes up a lot in my manifestation events that I have a fear of loss when something's going to happen to my children. Excellent. Um,
0: Let's just say that we'll take that one off the table. That's born into you as a mother. That's just gonna be there. That's just gonna be part of this system that's gonna cause you to look out for their well-being. That was in your parents and their parents and their parents and their parents. How they did it is different than how you do it. They did it with probably more control. You're doing it with a lot less control. Needing to direct every aspect of your children's life Probably not necessary. Needing to smooth out their manifestation events, probably not necessary. Needing to keep them safe so they don't get hit by cars, good idea. Go ahead and control that part of it. But worrying about them getting in squabbles or fighting on the playground or doing something silly, that does not matter. They're going to have a manifestation event. You don't have to control that part of them. You're just there to keep bring them into this reality and then keep them alive as long as you can. That's it you know you're going to feel bad if something happens to them. Certainly, if something physically happens to them, you're going to feel bad. But if something emotionally happens to them, they get upset or in a fight with their friends or get left out of an invitation to a party, that's for them. That's part of their journey. How you react to it will help them quite a bit. If you understand that they're going through their manifestation events and you can let them go through it and you can ask them how they're feeling about it, and why they're feeling this way, and what is the purpose of these emotions they're having, and how is this playing with their perspective, and what do they really want out of this. They'll be able to build this level of confidence and resiliency around that whole subject of emotion, because negative emotion itself is not bad. Fear is not bad. It's all part of the game. Trying to control the fear by trying to control their life and your life and everyone's life, that's never gonna work. It's just gonna delay the process for them, just gonna make life not as joyous for you. If you can make this an adventure knowing that they are absolutely taken care of, absolutely taken care of, they cannot die unless they are ready to go. Impossible. If they have a broken arm, that's an experience for them. They're not gonna die from that. If they have a flu, that's an experience for them. Something's shaking out in their body. Some experience of resiliency is being created in that. You don't have to worry about every little thing. From a higher, higher, higher perspective, you understand you have no possible way of creating the reality. You can and do influence them, but that's perfect as well. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is see if you can interject more love and less fear in the reality or in your reality, they're going to take it as they take it. How you see yourself as the role of the mother, how you raise your perspective there, you'll have access to more inspiration. You might have access to inspiration now, and because of your belief system, you block a lot of it. Because you say, oh, I wouldn't let them do that, or I wouldn't let them watch that, or I wouldn't let them play on their computers, or I wouldn't let them play on their devices. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. I won't let them eat ice cream and French fries for dinner. That's bad. That's a bad parent. This is a belief system that's blocking out a lot of inspiration. Wouldn't it be fun just if you ask them, what do you want for dinner? And they said, French fries and ice cream. He said, yeah, let's go ahead and do that without needing to button every hole and make sure that everything's taken care of and make sure that they get everything they need. Of course, they're going to get it. Of course, they're going to get Feedback from their society, their friends, their teachers, the outer world. They're going to have manifestation events. If you can relax as a parent and just enjoy this time with them, because literally you're going day by day by day with children because they're changing so quickly. Imagine just having fun, just having fun, just being relaxed and easy about it, just being confident that you don't have to control every aspect of it. They have access to their inner selves, they have communication. They are quite open. They're a match to the earth the day they were born, which is quite advanced. They're probably more sensitive. They're probably more adventurous. They're probably more in fear sometimes, too. It's all part of the game. Your role, simply, access point into physical reality, little DNA, where you live, proximity to the hospital, where they were born, that sort of thing, your name, that sort of thing. And then... You can go on that journey with them in childhood, stressing over every little thing and controlling everything so that you get out of feeling negative emotion. You can put them in a little plastic bubble, keep them up there, knowing they'll always be safe and no bad stuff can ever get to them. But that's not gonna be a lot of fun. Now, if you can stretch it a little, open up a little, you'll feel a little angst when you say, okay, you can do that. And then see what happens. Oh, they get hurt. Fine. See what happens. Oh, they build resilience. They build confidence. They are not saddled with the fear. The fear that so many parents are influencing their children with because they're in fear. Think about two possible childhoods. One where the parent is absolutely controlling every aspect of their life, demanding things of them, demanding this from everyone outside of them, demanding this from the school, demanding this from anyone who interacts with their child, to a life where you are just enjoying them, having fun together, being open, being courageous, having adventures, taking trips, doing crazy things you never thought you would do before, exposing them to all kinds of experiences, letting them fall, letting them scrape their knees, letting them break their little bones, doesn't matter. Which one do you think would lead to the more joyous experience for you. As you let go of control, you're going to get better at letting go of control. But it's a muscle. You have to practice it. You have to go out there and say, oh, oh, okay, all right, it turned out good. That experience will raise your perspective. But if you don't let them do anything, if you keep them tight-lipped on everything, you're not going to exercise that muscle, that adventure muscle that's part of this game of raising children, of being a parent, of being in a family, the connection that you will make by giving them a little more freedom and them trusting you that they don't have to go behind your back and they don't have to do things because they know they would get you upset. If you could not get upset by what they were doing, if it was impossible for you to get upset, they would know the limits of where they could go on their own. They would be having access to their inner self. They would know when something was right and wrong. They would know what to do. But until you give up that control, they're watching you out of the corner of their eye. They're taking their little crayon to the wall and seeing if they can get away with this, get away with this, get away with this. They're going to stretch you if you don't allow yourself to stretch. And what is this life of? This life is where they're literally is no way for you to control anything. The idea of control is a complete illusion, absolute illusion. The enforcement of your idea of control is never gonna get you what you want. It's gonna give you the opposite of what you want. This idea of expanding your courage to let loose the reins a bit will bring you everything you want and them everything they want as well.
3: Okay. Thank
0: you. Excellent. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question ever asked in the entirety of the history of the world in 2023? Hello, Joshua. Joshua. Greg!
3: How are you? Greg, you are famous for your silly questions. Yes, I have a silly one. I've been uh, starting to explore channeling myself a little bit. I know you said we all can do it. And I was wondering if you maybe could talk about... what the difference might sound like or feel like between like your inner voice and challenging uh, channeling and maybe even your ego maybe mixed in with all of, all of that.
0: We would say that if you got into a high vibrational place where you're willing to sit down and you're willing to put pen to paper or record your voice in your phone, that would not be your ego. Your ego would be nowhere near there. The ego would come and say, don't even start this. Don't even try it. What are you doing? This is never going to work. Who do you think you are? You can't do this. But when you do it, whatever comes through, that will be your inner self. That will be your guides and supports. That will be all of them speaking as one to you. It'll sound like your own thought because it is you. They're not separate. It's your own thoughts. Now, sometimes once in a while, Someone will get a thought that sounds different. That's just to get their attention. If you're clear and connected, it sounds like you. Now, they may not speak the way you would speak. And there's the little difference there. They may say that which is uncommon, for instance. You don't say things like that. So that might be there. They may say we instead of I. They may say are to let you know that you're part of all that. It's absolutely natural, especially for you, and especially for those of you who have reached this high perspective, for your empathic abilities to come online. The first one is channeling, because essentially, you're doing it anyway. You're just not knowing it. You just think, that's my thought. Oh, sure? Is that really your thought? Is that brilliant idea you just had, your thought, really? Or is it them sending you that thought? You think you're not channeling. You're always channeling it anyway. But now you can practice with, because you've been doing your daily spiritual practice. You've been doing your manifestation of forms. What makes you think that that's what you appreciate? What makes you think you came up with that idea of what you're grateful for? What makes you think that was your intention that you set? When you have an inspiration, do you think, oh, I came up with this great idea? Most people probably do. But now you're starting to think, oh, I accessed this great idea, this great idea that came to me. So if you just sit there with a pen and paper and start saying, maybe start with a question. Start with a question. You could all do this. Start with a question. Who am I? And write something. Write as long as you write one sentence, one paragraph, one page, whatever it is. Write whatever you want. Or if you're more comfortable, speak whatever comes to you in the phone. One word, one sentence. Ask a question, write it down, speak it into the thing. You're going to go back and look at it. Now, when you're writing it, it might sound like gobbledygook, like nonsense. But when you read it back, you're going to go, wow, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting what can I ask again? What can I ask again? Then you don't have to do it by writing it because you're going to know that you can access this with any thought. Now, when you ask questions like, what should I do? Where's my million dollars? It's not really that vibration of where they are. Think about the vibration of where your inner self is. Think about who you truly are. Think about how much love and admiration your inner self has for you, knowing that that's you. And knowing that you're on this journey, you've reached this high perspective, that you're thinking these new thoughts, and that you've already done everything perfectly. So your inner self probably won't say, you know what, you need to get go buy broccoli this weekend and eat a lot more broccoli. Your inner self is gonna be talking to you at higher vibrational ideas. What was my pre-birth intention? What am I doing right? what makes you love me? Things like that. And then just see what comes. And then you'll get another thought for another question, just like you had for this question. Just like you had for this question. Ask Josh about this. And then you push past the fear, you ask your question, and probably is one of the questions that are going to help so many people get to this ability to bring forth their inner self with pen on paper. We suggest pen on paper because It's a physical thing. You're bringing these thoughts into physical reality. And you're using your hand to do it. And you have a a physical thing you can look at when it's done. And it's slow enough that you can take the thoughts as they come. Really write them down. Really think about it. Really let them flow. This is a practice. You've been practicing for a certain level, but many others have not even started this practice. Start this practice of free writing, journaling, just letting these thoughts flow. But with the idea that you're bringing in a higher perspective, could be your inner self, could be guides, could be supporters, relatives, lo- loved ones from the non-physical, could be someone who's fascinated about what you're doing, someone who loves this technology that you're into, someone who who, or a group that is in this area of interest. Doesn't matter because it's all basically this one togetherness funneling through in a concise communication directly to you. That's all you have to do. Spend a few minutes a day doing it, intentionally saying, I want to connect to my inner self. I'm going to write a question. I want the answer to flow. And then flow, write it down, and then share it. Share with people in this community who will be fascinated, will will be thrilled by it, who will commend you for having the bravery to do it and posting it in the group. That would be a fantastic idea. Experiment to see what you could do this weekend and then post some stuff on Monday, Tuesday. Excellent question. You are all amazing channels. You are all bringing in high-level thoughts and ideas from your inner self easily all the time. You're all gathering those who are interested in whatever you're interested in from the non-physical. They're always communicating you've lost nothing. You have complete connection to all of it. You just don't think you do. Once you start thinking you do, you'll have doubt. Sure, you will have doubt. You will have that suspicion, but the doubt gets softer and more transparent and more ethereal as you practice this and raise your perspective to the perspective of the truth is that you are completely connected to all of it and have access to all of it. And yet you are bringing in new stuff all the time. And that new stuff that you're bringing in, they can't access. You're bringing it in. And when you bring in something new and it's now unlocked, it's in the non-physical immediately, they are thrilled because that is the expansion of all that is and what you are doing here is expanding yourself your inner self and all that is all at the same time they commend you for that we commend you for that and with that we are complete amazing joshua thank you thank you joshua thank you
2: thank you so much everyone
0: I hope you really enjoyed that one. It was fascinating. There was a cool thing about loss and parenting and and how to channel yourself. We are all channels. You can do exactly what I do. It is just a matter of opening yourself up to this possibility that the thoughts that are coming to you are not your thoughts. When you are in a high perspective, you are connecting with your inner self. And you can do this in free writing and in talking into your phone, things like that. If you'd like to join our community, it's on Facebook. It's called Friends of Joshua. You can also visit the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. And uh, we appreciate you when you do things to share this podcast with your friends and put it on Facebook and like and subscribe and leave reviews and all that stuff. So thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time.